What's up, Patty people, and welcome back to a new episode of Pal Palace Podcast. I am your host, Elara Sala. Hello, everybody, and happy Tuesday. Or is it? That sounded so ominous. I am not happy, and I'll tell you why. It is currently, I am recording this episode Monday night at 6 p.m. Why does it look like it's midnight outside? Why does it look like I'm enveloped in a dark pit of despair when I walk outside to take out the trash? Why can I not see my hand in front of me at 6 p.m.? Why? I'll tell you. Daylight savings. The curse that the farmers have put upon us. I don't know what I did to make them hate me so much, but it feels really personal. I hate daylight savings, and I know I'm not the only one, but I also value the feeling of waking up in the morning enveloped by a nice, dark womb of, of I don't know, air outside. I like to wake up in the dark. I need pitch black to sleep. Not birdies singing to me. At 7 a.m. in the morning. I'm not Cinderella. I'm sorry. I can't stand daylight savings. And also, weren't we banning daylight savings last year? Like, I I literally looked this up because I was so confused. Because randomly, you know how it always works is you completely forget about daylight savings. And then, like, the day before daylight savings, you get a message on, you know, Twitter or... I don't use Twitter. What am I saying? Like you, you, you scroll on TikTok or you, or somebody pops up on Instagram saying like, don't forget to turn your clocks back tonight. And you're like, what? Oh, right. Like daylight savings is not real and we don't need it. And I hate it. And, um, I saw, I heard last year that like we were done. I, I totally thought we were completely done with this. So I'm just confused and I feel really, um, gaslighted. And turns out that while basically the entire United States decided, no, we're not going to do it anymore. No, like legislation was ever changed, which if you understand that, please explain it to me because I don't, I just don't like it guys. I I don't like it. Um, but anyway, hi, (laughs) I hope you guys are in a better mood than me because I'm just sitting here in the dark. Okay. I'm not I'm not in the dark, but I'm really not enjoying looking outside and not being able to see anything. But in other news, it has now come to my attention that people are decorating for Christmas. Is that okay? I did a poll or I asked you guys on my Instagram a couple days ago if we thought it was too early. And it was really pretty much evenly split 50-50. Like some people said, is it too early to start your happiness? Or, and other people said, well, let Thanksgiving have its moment. And here's kind of where I stand. I never really, I was always on on the train of like, let each holiday have their moment. Like I would see stuff in Marshalls for Christmas before Halloween even happened. And that I think is a little ridiculous. I mean, Halloween hasn't even happened. And yet people are, are already buying Christmas stuff. That to me is overboard. Okay, but Thanksgiving 
has kind of become less about like the actual holiday and more about just getting together with family because you know we all know the history now behind Thanksgiving and it's certainly not as lovey-dovey and peaceful among pilgrims and Indians as they make it sound to be and it is now more just about you know gathering with your family and getting together and and I love that but the whole like turkey day thing has kind of lost its shine a little bit because it's really not what we've been taught and led to believe right that's just my personal take on it you don't have to agree that's fine but I don't really care about Thanksgiving as much anymore so I'm kind of leaning towards the idea of possibly decorating my house and that's the other thing too I I this is my second or third year I guess living in my house And like, I've never had a house before that to be able to decorate. So I was just kind of always like, oh, come on, people, can't you just wait? Because I didn't have anywhere to like decorate. And now you see all these videos literally the day after Halloween of people like getting all this stuff. And it's total consumerism, I know. But one thing about me is that I'm incredibly easily influenced. Like you do not have to tell me to do something twice. If I think it's cute, I'll do it. I don't care. I'll do it. And you know what? If that hurts your feelings so be it. It's just, that is a sacrifice I am willing to make. Okay. So anyway, I guess I'll probably start decorating in the next few days. I am going to go shopping with my friend tomorrow, um, and see what they've got at Marshall's. Um, and if you hate me for that, I understand because I was bitter and hateful too once, not too far, not too far, uh, long ago. Actually, I still, I still pretty much am, but you're, you're just going to have to forgive me. Okay. Let me enjoy my happiness. Oh, and also there was a poll recently done, or I don't know, not a poll, but there was studies that just came out that literally said, if you, people who decorate for Christmas earlier are happier. And now I don't know if that was just fake to appeal to the masses, but I'm going to take that. Okay, I'm going to take it and I'm going to run with it. And my husband doesn't support me decorating super early for Christmas either. But he knows better at this point to just let me be happy and just let me have my moment. And we're not going to get the tree until after Thanksgiving. So I think that that's the okay, like in between, you know, I'm going to wait. I'll probably start decorating for Christmas next week or at least the holiday season, we'll call it. Okay, and then we'll get our tree after Thanksgiving and we might even do like a holiday party or something so people can see my decorations and they don't just go to waste. Um, anyway, so yeah, this week has been pretty boring for me. Um, nothing crazy has happened. Uh, I feel like I say that every week now and I'm starting to wonder why I even started a podcast since I guess my life is super boring, but everything's great with the baby and we find out the gender this week. I mean, we already know it because we took a one of those at-home tests, but we're getting it confirmed this week. And I know that sounds so crazy, but you can really do that now. You literally, it's something called a sneak peek test. You go to Walgreens or CVS or wherever they're sold, and it's like a little kit. I think it's like $100. You take it home, you stab yourself in the arm, it collects blood, and then you send the blood to a lab, which gives you the results in like three days. So it was really fun to do. Um, and it's 99% accurate. So we're hoping that it's right. 
great because we're both really excited for um, what the results said. But the testing that I had done at doctors today will determine what if if we're correct or not. And my doctor is going to give me a call in the next week or so to confirm the gender. So we're super excited about that. And maybe I'll tell all of you guys, but we'll just have to see. Uh, anyway, so some things, and I feel like I'm saying anyway a lot too. I don't know. Is this amateur hour or what? This is like my 12th episode. I feel like I, it's my first, but some things that happened this week is I saw a video on TikTok of this girl who says that she's done with influencers and that they give her the ick. And to be honest, I've been feeling the exact same way. I don't know how or why I got sucked into these, like, into those daily vlog influencers. You know, the ones who, like, basically just film their entire day. But now the thought of watching someone wake up when we know that they had to get up, set their tripod up, and then pretend to wake up again, it makes me literally want to throw up. I, I actually, it makes me so angry, like I've been bamboozled. <laughs> it goes hand in hand with those momfluencer videos that I talked about a couple of weeks ago in a few, I don't know, whenever it was, um, in one of my previous episodes. But like, these people don't work, they don't go to school, they don't do anything. And they just get thousands of dollars for selling green powder that doesn't even work and it's just kind of infuriating like they they just film themselves making eggs and going to lululemon so why do i eat it up every time though or at least why did i because now it's really starting to bug me like big time and like i'm starting to notice this huge shift that's happening on social media where people are kind of calling it out a little bit more like we're giving the the most random talentless people attention and clout and they're making money and meanwhile the middle class people are struggling just to like feed their families people who go to work people who have eighty thousand dollars in student loan debt like they're struggling to even live on a forty five thousand dollar salary and then you have people like this who just like Oh, come with me to go to Target. It's weird. It's like dystopian almost. Let me know if you agree with me. But I've been feeling this type of way lately where I'm just kind of put off by this. So I've been following more creators that I feel like live a lifestyle more similarly to me rather than the people who, I I don't know, like these big influencers who literally get paid to just work out in their home gym and film themselves doing squats. The other thing that's starting to really bother me is plastic surgery in celebrities. It's honestly bothering me all the time when I'm watching older TV shows. Like, you know, I've been watching Gilmore Girls and I tried watching One Tree Hill and all these people look beautiful, but they look normal. And then you turn on Disney Channel and they all look like handsome Squidward. Does anybody else see that? I'm sure you do. I have a friend actually that I've known since that we were 16 and she was always abnormally stunning. And the last time I saw her, she lives in a different country, so I haven't seen her in a while, but she just started getting into modeling. And I always was so jealous of her because she was just so naturally beautiful that I was unreal. And then as she started getting more and more popular and her platform blew up, she started to mess with her face. 
Now her nostrils are two different sizes. Her lips are way too big for her face and she can't smile like normal. And I realized that what's happening for these celebrities is that they're being convinced that they don't need cheeks. Hear me out, okay? It started with tweaking the face. There were some fillers, maybe a nose job, right? But now there's something called buckle or buccal fat removal, which is the act of sucking the fat out of your cheeks to give you like razor sharp features. And it looks horrible, in my opinion. And everybody looks so much older. Like, I feel like we're now equating... Or not equating, but we're now, I don't know what the word is. I, I don't know how to articulate this, but we're plastic surgery and looking old go hand in hand. You know what I'm saying? Like if you can tell someone's had work done, we equate that with being old. I don't know if that makes any sense, but it just, it looks bad. Like, like Miley Cyrus, for example, right? Honestly, she was stunning, naturally. Beautiful girl. She got her teeth fixed. Great. Then she started messing with her face. And she started getting fillers and Botox and all this stuff. And then she got buccal fat or buccal fat removal. And now her cheeks are gone. And she looks old. Please tell me you guys see this. Because literally it's driving me crazy. And even they even got to Liam Payne. I mean, I feel like it's just gotten way too far. But like, who's going to stop it? Luckily, the trends are dying so, you know, like trends die so fast, right? So hopefully natural beauty comes back in style by the time my kid is old enough to make decisions about their appearance and not tempted to suck out their cheeks, for God's sakes. I don't know. Speaking of our kid, (laughs) this week my husband and I started talking about names for the baby and we were not on the same page at all. I really like unique names that are Greek or Italian because of me and my husband's heritage, but he likes really boring names or like made up names. So if you guys have any suggestions, please DM me because we are having trouble, but they can be like too weird. And I feel like this generation of kids, like the generation of kids that I'm having is going to have super weird names. Like people are naming their kids like Rainbow McKaylee or like Torque Morning Sunshine. You know what I'm saying? Like I saw a couple online name their triplets Lachlan, Wilder, and Brisbane. And they were all spelled wrong. Now Wilder I've heard, but even Lachlan, even Lachlan spelled correctly I've heard. But Brisbane? Australia. Brisbane. You might as well name him Kangaroo because that wouldn't be as random. Anyway, I feel bad judging the names now because everyone has an opinion and they're entitled to that. And I know a lot of the names I like people will think are weird, but at least I'm not naming them Fornication Wendleton, you know? What's funny about that also is that Travis Barker released the name of him and Kourtney Kardashian's kid that they just gave birth to a couple of days ago and it's Rocky. And people have made fun of them so hard. And I don't even think that that's bad. Like, I actually like it, but more as, like, a nickname. Oh, I don't know if you heard that, but a motorcycle just went by my window and scared the crap out of me. Um, I don't even think that that's a bad name. I actually like it. 
Um, but I feel like for them it makes sense. But then they picked 13 as a middle name, which doesn't make sense. And I don't know if it's just the number spelled out or if it's just one and three. But I don't think it's that bad, honestly. And I have a theory, actually, about celebrities naming their children. I think that they choose these out-of-the-box names that they announce to the world. And then the children have a real name that they use for legal purposes. So, like, at school, doctors, records, etc. So, like, for example, Chicago West or Northwest. I don't think those are their real names. I think... Or maybe they are. I don't know. But I don't think they're their real names. And they use different names that are their legal names for places that they could be, like, potentially tracked down by, by, like, psychos. So it kind of helps protect their identity a little bit. Because, like, think about how many weird names there are. Like, like um, Elon Musk naming his kid, like, X25 or something. Weird. But maybe that's not his real name and or her name. I don't know the gender of the child. But um, maybe that's not their real name. And so to protect their identity, they gave him a real name, like a legal name. It, him, them. And, um, you know, you get where I'm going with this. But anyway, that's just my theory that I've always had. And I actually think that that would be really smart. However, a lot of these celebrities that we're giving money to are not really smart. They are just hot. And man, if I could get paid for just being hot, I would not be struggling. <laughs> anyway, one more major thing that is... Oh, there's... Anyway, again. Um, one major change that has sprung about in my life since finding out that I'm pregnant is I'm thinking about how many things that I've done in my life that I hope my child never does. And this also begs the question, if I'll tell them everything I've done in my life that I regret... So that they can confide in me when they make dumb decisions and they can feel a little bit more open to coming and talking to me or asking for advice or feeling like I can relate to them a little bit more because my family kept everything from me. My parents kept everything from me. Like I didn't know anything. I still really don't know anything about like their childhood or adolescence or the things that they did or the mistakes that they made. So it was hard to relate to them or come and ask them for advice when I didn't know if they'd be able to understand my position, you know? So I think that there's some things that, however, I'm going to choose to take to the grave, which brings us to today's topic, secrets. I love secrets. I love secrets. I love dirty little secrets. Like, I just love it. I am not the person to trust with your secrets, though. I got to be honest. I am really bad at keeping them, which is why I haven't asked any of you guys for your secrets. Because if they were that juicy, I don't know if I'd be able to hold it in. I'm just being honest. I'm not the person to give secrets to. So that's why when we found out about our pregnancy, it was, we had to wait two months before we could tell my family, two and a half months. And it was horrible. Literally, it ate me alive. I couldn't tell people at work. It was just Every minute of the day, I just wanted to like shout it from the rooftop. And that goes with everything. With people's secrets, it depends on the level. But like, generally speaking, don't tell me your secrets unless you like, you, you really drive it into my soul that, it, that I cannot tell anyone. And then I'll respect you. I always respect you. It's just, it's, don't put me in that position, okay? So anyway, the story... 
I have to stop saying anyway. These stories are all from a Reddit thread entitled, What are the secrets you would take to the grave? <laughs> and I gotta be honest, when I was reading these, they were really depressing. I was kind of hoping for like crazy things that people have done to their siblings or like, you know, f finding money on the side of the road and never returning it or something like that. But they were all really depressing. Like a third of them were like, I want to kill myself. Like, I'm sorry, go get help. But Reddit is not the place to go for that. And it just was, uh, I don't know. But I managed to find a few good ones that I thought were funny and I got a little chuckle out of. But I do love me a good secret. I'm not going to reveal any of my secrets because my other issue is that I can't keep any of my own as well. And I just tell everyone everything. So I really am an open book and I don't have very many secrets, at least none that I would divulge on my podcast. Okay, so first one. My mother told me and only me about the fact that my dad cheated on her years ago. He traveled for his job and one day a letter came addressed to him that was mangled. My mother would never open mail or pry, but this letter started with dearest love. She could only see it because the mail sorter had ripped it. I don't know the full details as my mom did not share them all. I don't know why she decided to tell me and not my other four siblings. She said she decided to stay with dad because she has five children and she didn't think that she could make it alone. She loves him and still at, 80, at age 83, but did also say about 20 years ago that she never would have stayed with him and should have left him after the first baby. I love both my parents and my family, so I will never share this. I will go, it will go to her grave with her, as she probably no longer remembers it. Lost to dementia, as there are so many of her memories. Dad takes care of her to the best of his ability, and they still live together. Mom has, still has her house that she loves. And then the top comment on this is, I don't know in your case, but many dementia patients remember older memories, but also lack the context and understanding, and it may become revealed that way. It's a horrible and sad situation, and I hope you and your family are okay. As for confiding in you, she must have felt a bond with you that she didn't with the others, which, although it was a difficult conversation between parent and child, it means a lot to know that. I, yeah, I, you know what? I encounter this a lot. Like when I'm going through Reddit and stuff and I'm reading about certain situations, I encounter people forgiving their partners or their husbands um, for being unfaithful for the sake of their children. And while I think that's very noble, I could never, I could never do that. The other thing that was interesting about this is that there was a letter addressed to him that came in the mail that said dearest love so I'm thinking like maybe the person that the dad cheated on her with was sending the mom like like a sign like why would she send the wife of the man she is or why would she send a personal letter like that to the home of the man that she is committing adultery with you know it's kind of like when girls will like hook up with someone and they'll leave something behind because they feel like there's a girlfriend 
in the picture that's just not around at the moment. So like, for example, picture opening up a shower curtain in a single guy's apartment. What is there? It's probably filthy. There's probably a nasty loofah. There's probably head and shoulders or Axe body wash, if you're lucky, and a dirty, crusty washcloth and maybe a bar of soap, like a like a used down to the bone bar of soap. Right. And maybe even on the counter, there's some there's a razor, dirty, rusted even. Uh, there's like almost no toilet paper and uh, there's one towel. Tell me if I'm wrong. But did that not perfectly encapsulate a single man's apartment bathroom? My point is, you don't see body wash that like actually works. You don't see two different types of shampoo and conditioner. You don't see skincare products. You don't see multiple towels. You know, you don't see any hair products out. Um, so like dry shampoo or anything like that, right? Typically. So if a girl hooks up with a guy and she goes into his bathroom and she sees any of the above mentioned items, you can pretty much detect that there is a girl there. So a lot of times they'll leave something behind like that the girlfriend would definitely not own. So like, let's say a, a, a claw clip or a hair tie or fake lashes or something like that and leave them in a place where the boy won't notice it as a sign to that girl like hey your boyfriend's cheating on you that my friend is valiant that is very respectable to do so maybe this lady found out that her her boothang was married with five kids and felt some type of way about it and sent the letter to his address to get him in trouble but yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. I feel horrible for anybody in that situation. Like, and a, and a guy who cheats on his wife with five children is just the most despicable person. Adultery in general is despicable. I've been cheated on many times before. And it's like the worst thing you can ever do to a human being. And I just, I don't get it. I don't understand why people do it. Just break up with them. And then go and live your life, you know? But it's just, it's just, there's no excuse for it. So I feel very bad for that person. But the fact that they are happy and in love to this day, I don't know if I believe. Because how can you ever trust somebody that's betrayed you in the, the greatest sense, you know? Anyway, moving on to the next one. After my grandfather died, my mom's last remaining relative other than myself and my sister... She was feeling very lonely and began worrying about her own mortality more than usual. To try and cheer her up, I took her to this dorky psychic fair that comes through the city once a year, since the supernatural is of great interest to her. At the fair, there was a Ouija board set up, and I invited her to use it with me to see what would happen. None of this was planned, but I had the idea on the spot of channeling, in quotes, a dead relative of her. We asked if anyone is there, and I moved the planchette to yes. My mother asks who it is. I spell out Anna, which is her mother who's been deceased for 30 years. She begins to cry. She asks how her dad is doing, and I spell out the word foot. Context, 
She's Hungarian, and the word means to run. My grandfather was a very athletic man up until he died, practicing yoga and running and cycling in his late 80s. A big smile appears on her face, tears streaming at this point, and you can tell she just feels a lot of relief. She really does believe in a lot of nonsensical and conflicting things, which we once used to debate on, so she ate it up and believed that this was true with her whole heart. She tells her mother she loves her and to pass the message on to her dead brothers and to her dad, and I tell her we should close the board out before any bad spirits start to show up. I couldn't think of anything else to add to the spirit dialogue as... I had become emotional from her outpouring. Afterwards, she seemed like she had gotten the closure she hadn't had since he passed away. She hadn't seen him in years before he died, and he still lived in Hungary, and we lived in North America. And she handled her grieving better afterwards. I will never admit to her it was me. See, this is something that I really support about all of these supernaturally things, like Teresa... Um, the, the Long Island medium, for example, right? I was talking about her a couple episodes ago. Even if she's not real, she brings so much closure to people and it's so heartwarming and it's so necessary, you know, like if you could think about it, right? Like if you don't have closure with your deceased family member, that it takes up real estate in your brain every single day until the day you die. Wouldn't you want somebody to help you out? Wouldn't you want to reach out to them if you could, if there was any way that you possibly could so that you could feel as though they're happy and at peace wherever they are? Like I find that to be so important. And while I don't know if I would ever like I don't deal I don't do psychics and stuff like that and I've never once touched a Ouija board and I probably never will just because I'm too superstitious about it but like if somebody's willing to try and it's fake but you you make it so that you provide some closure I think that's so incredibly heartwarming and just a just a really good thing there was this guy also like he was like also a medium I think and he would there was a show and he would be a, a driver, like an Uber driver, and he would pick people up in the car. I don't remember the name of it, but somebody somebody um, mentioned it to me. And he would drive people around in the car and then he would pick up, and I'm saying this in quotes, but he would pick up on any spirit that was traveling with that person that wanted to speak to them and give them closure. And one was about this woman who is like this top level executive or something at um, a company that she built and her dad was like her biggest supporter and he like passed away and she didn't get to say goodbye and they were very close with each other or something and the medium the, the driver guy was able to give her closure and she just wept with happiness hearing that her dad was happy I just think it's beautiful, you know, even if you don't believe in that stuff, I, I feel like it's not bad to support it. But I think this is a beautiful thing that you did for your mom. And I, I, I don't think she'll ever forget it. And it's really important that we do everything we can to help our loved ones, you know. Okay, next. Raised conservative Christian, I can relate to that, and got pregnant two months before our wedding day. 
And then it says parentheses, abortion is the biggest no-no and premarital sex is high up on that list as well. We kept it to ourselves until after the wedding. You can imagine some of the fallout, but I never told anyone, not even my fiance, that the day we found out that I was pregnant, I made an appointment to get an abortion or at least an interview for one, not 100% how that works. We talked about it, but decided against it. I thought maybe I could go and tell my fiance that I miscarried, but I chickened out at the last minute and ghosted the appointment. Like I said, conservative Christian and was overwhelmed with the terror, not of facing God after I died, but of facing my child, especially since I wanted kids later on. How would I be able to speak to them and explain that truly in our situation, we aborted them because they were inconvenient? We had the money and security to raise them, but they would be born two months too early for our circle to accept, and that was enough to make us consider terminating the pregnancy. Now we have a beautiful baby boy that I love more than anything I've ever loved, and he is such a blessing, a good sound sleeper and so smiley. I'll take the first 24 hours of terror to my grave. Also, I have never and would never presume to tell another woman what to do with her body. I have had friends who have had abortions for a myriad of reasons, and I've supported and loved them all the same. Um, I hate that you were so affected by what your circle or Christian community would think about you that you almost did this not because it wasn't good for you not because you didn't want this not because you were in a bad relationship not because you couldn't afford the child not because it was unhealthy not because of anything other than people's opinions that's so sad that is so 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 sad and I grew up in the Catholic community, right? I was Catholic. I attended Catholic school for one year. I went to CCD, which is um, like Catholic, like Bible study school. It was like at night. I think it was only once a week or something like that. Um, And I was very active in my church community doing a lot of singing. I did the, I was an altar server. I did everything you could think of really. I I joined the youth group and we went and did, We did charity work. We went and cleaned out hoarders homes in Ohio. Like I was very active and present in that community my entire life. Right. And the sense of shame and guilt that's associated with sinning. I'll put that in quotes with sinning to me is not worth it. I love the idea of a God who created us to be in his image, to love one another, to be good people, to strive to make the world a better place, to act on goodwill for each other. I love the idea of a community that is accepting and loving and caring and helpful and inclusive under the idea that if you are a good person, you will go to heaven. But that's not what it is. That's really not what it is. And that is why I've felt myself push away from the church 
at least my religion, Catholicism. Because I've noticed and I've seen so much hate come out of communities that I've been a part of because people don't want to follow, quote unquote, the rules. Or people will make mistakes and be totally shunned for it. And it's a way bigger topic than I can get into right now. But there's a place for everyone. There should be a place for everyone. And this poor girl did everything right. You know, she found her person. She was about to get married in two months. She, it seems like, was financially stable. She had an environment that would welcome a child. But because she got pregnant two months before her wedding, she should just be shunned? She should just be treated like a pariah? I find that to be so horrific. And she almost, she considered having an abortion just so that she didn't face criticism from a group of people who are supposed to be forgiving among everyone else, you know? I think about that a lot. I think about that all the time, about that type of community where if you make one mistake that's outside the rules, it really defines who you are and people don't forget it. And I find a lot of bigotry. And it's sad because it's supposed to be the complete opposite. And so many people are turning their backs from the church because they're experiencing hatred from the people who claim to be all loving and it's disappointing and it's sad and I don't want to be like that like I want to raise my child in a community I want to raise them with Christian values which should just be to be a good person and to do right for others and yourself and to live by God's law, so to speak, but to just genuinely just just be a good person, be helpful, be charitable, don't be selfish, you know, and just strive to do the best that you always can. But it's so difficult to do that when you're faced with such harsh judgment all the time. And I don't want to subject my child to that. So, yeah. Wow, that got deep. <sighs> and I don't mean to be, you know, it's not all religion. I'm not talking about all religion and how I'm not saying Christians are bad and church is bad. And the, the you know, I'm not, I'm speaking very general here, but it's coming from my experience and what I have seen personally and I know that my experience is not the same as everybody's experience. So that's okay. I'm just speaking from my own thoughts and feelings here. I respect everyone's religion no matter what you want to be and who you want to be. You can do whatever you want. You can think whatever you want. I will love you and support you. But not when it comes at the expense of someone's well-being and happiness. Okay, moving on. We'll do one more. 
I lied to my best friend over blind jealousy. He was with a girl and I lied and said she said this and she said that because I was jealous. And it ended in an argument that ended with them both badly injured. Wow, that's intense. I can't forgive myself. But the only reason I can stand to live with myself is that she actually planned to kill him. Which is... (laughs) Which when I went to grab his stuff from her house, because I knew her mother, I read her diary. I know I shouldn't have, but she planned to kill him and pin it on me and say that it was an act of jealousy. The scariest part is it could have happened and she is... Scariest part is it could have happened and she knew that I've made it a point to be a better person from then on. And that was when I was 13. What? well okay that's really intense she planned to kill him so i guess these two girls they're they're girls at least it seems that way and she was jealous that her best friend had a girlfriend i relate to that but in a different way um i've never planned to kill anyone I've certainly imagined many scenarios in which I would, but we're not going to talk about that. But I was dating a guy for maybe like five or six months and I was, I, we had both agreed that we were going to be casual, right? Like we weren't going to see other people, but if we wanted to start seeing other people, we would be open about it, you know, like. We saw each other enough that it wasn't that big of a deal to wait until we saw each other next, you know, so, so to speak. So like we weren't just jumping at everybody else's bones all the time. So we were, we were exclusive, but casual. So we knew it wasn't going to be a love connection, but we liked seeing each other. Anyway, he had a girlfriend that he dated in high school um for like two years on and off they both cheated on each other like crazy and this guy was a bad guy I am not making excuses for him at all here and um she was still under the impression that like they could be friends so they would hang out all the time when he would come home because he lived in a different state um like a couple hours away so he would come home all the time because his family lived here And she was still like a hometown girly. So whenever they would come home, they would hang out. They, she considered him to be her best friend. He would say, you know, she's my closest friend. She's my best friend, all this stuff. But he, he kind of kept some boundaries there because she was his ex. And not only that, she was crazy and she still is crazy. But this girl wanted to be my friend now that I started dating this guy her bestie right and um was like (sighs) she she asked me to go to the movies we go to the movies she's acting like she's my best friend everything's great she's asking me about how my relationship's going with this guy everything's good blah, blah 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 and then we depart she texted him and said oh my gosh I just love Elle for you she is so into you and I think she really loves you and you guys are going to be so great together and one day I, I could see you even getting married. You know what that means? That means that this girl was so insecure with her 
ex, now friend, having a girlfriend or a casual relationship that wasn't involving her, that she had to try to manipulate me into giving her information about our relationship and then feed him false information. So it's kind of similar to this situation without all the, you know, psychotic killing stuff. But hey, who knows? Maybe she wanted to off me because I, I could see that happening. But yeah, she um, ended up like breaking us up for a little bit, actually, because when she told him that I had all these feelings for him, he got really freaked out because we had been both on the same page. Like, oh, um, we're just going to be keeping everything casual. This isn't going to be like a feelings thing. And she basically told him the opposite. So he got all freaked out and he was like, hey, like, I feel like you want more. And I was like, well, no, I don't. I don't know why she said that. But why would he believe a girl he's been seeing for five months over his bestie that he used to date that he's known for like four or five years, you know? Then we ended up getting back together for a brief stint. It was horrible. Never should have happened anyway. But just goes to show you there are some really crazy people out there who will do anything to keep people unhappy. So, yeah. I want to do an episode like talking about my complete history of dating and all the idiots that I've encountered and all of the absolutely insane relationships that I've been in. Um, but I have to talk to my husband and see if he's comfortable with that. Um, because it's different than just like talking to your, your friends about it. Um, so we'll see, but it really, I could write a book. I could write a book, not because I've dated a lot of people. I've dated enough people, but each one has been so substantially ridiculous in one way or another, that it really could be at least a movie, okay? Well, guys, I'm going to leave you here. I hope that you enjoyed this last episode. It was really nice chatting with y'all. And I will see you next Tuesday. Please do not forget to like, rate, subscribe, whatever. If you could write me a review on Apple Podcasts, that would be bomb. I know I ask this every single week, but I'm like, I'm begging on my knees here. Okay. I love you all. Thank you so much for all of your love as well about the baby news from last uh, episode. I didn't say it yet, but um, I really took everything to heart. And every time you guys support me in any way, it means the absolute world to me. And I could not ask for a better group of 78 listeners. <laughs> I really hope that you all have a wonderful week and don't stop complaining. Bye.